welcome to episode 11 of Murders, Mysteries, and More. I'm your host, Rudy Uribe Jr. Every week we feature short stories by undiscovered authors. If you have a short story you'd like to submit, email it to murdersmysteriesandmore at gmail.com. Our first story is one of my flash fiction submissions. It's only 250 words long, and it features a fashion designer who needs to learn the definition of negligent homicide. Here is The Jungle Look. Fernando de Francisco, an eccentric designer, was set to unveil the talk of the fashion world with his Jungle Look collection. He was known for his exotic presentations. He dressed his models and stages in an Amazon jungle theme. Vines hung from the ceiling and papier-mâché trees lined the set. The show began with the slow beating of drums. A beautiful orange-haired woman seductively crawled out in a striped, one-piece tiger jumpsuit. The fabric was torn away in the most provocative places, as if claws had ripped it. A shirtless male model walked an 800-pound Bengal tiger on stage, extended his hand to the woman, and helped her up. Taking the leash, the model petted the tiger and made her way down the catwalk. The crowd oohed and awed, and then broke into applause when the tiger growled. The next model clad in a blue and yellow one-piece swimsuit, had vibrant blue wings strapped to her back. It was Fernando's macaw collection. The model waited in the shadows until the tiger reached the end of the runway. The tiger woman blew a kiss to the audience, signaling the macaw model to step forward. A spotlight illuminated her visage. She raised her hands over her head and the plumage spread wide. The tiger turned, spotted the feathered beauty, broke his leash, and did what cats do with birds. True to form, DeFrancisco's latest wardrobe features a one-piece jumpsuit with stripes. Prison stripes. Francisco learned all too late that you should never put a bird on a catwalk. Our next story is about Randy, a 55-year-old bachelor who's being encouraged to dip his toes into the senior dating pool. Dating is tough enough to begin with. It's even tougher when you're a penny pincher whose idea of a conversation is to remove the social filter. Here, then, is Picking Up Pennies. I like pina coladas, starry nights, and long walks on the beach. Randy finally finished his profile page. It was all in the hands of the dating company now. The brochure stated they would filter through dozens of women with similar likes and dislikes. Randy was a confirmed bachelor who enjoyed being single, but his friend George had recently convinced him to try a new dating site for seniors. It was called Silver Companions, and George swore by it. George recently returned from a 10-day river cruise with his new girl. He managed to convince Randy that bachelorhood was not all it was cracked up to be. 
George was on his way over to help with the profile page, but Randy had completed it without his help. Still, he thought he would show it to George for final approval. Randy took a few selfies, but in each case, his eyes were either looking up or down, but not at the camera. He would let George take his profile picture since he seemed to have the experience necessary to land a beautiful woman. The sound of the doorbell sent Randy's cat, Hazel, scampering for the shelter of the bedroom. Hey, thanks for coming over, Randy said as he greeted George at the door. Good to see you, man. Come on in, Randy said. So how is the cruise? Dude, you've got to jump on this site. I'm telling you, I think I'm in love. Already? You've only been dating, what's her name again? Christine. Christine for only three months. Yeah, but 10 of those 90 days were on a romantic river cruise. Did she pay for her half of the trip? Randy asked. That's your problem. That's why you're still single. You're cheap. No woman wants to go out with a guy with a can full of pennies. Quarters I can understand, but pennies? The U.S. Mint reports that $62 million in pennies are lost every year. People see them on the street and they just leave them there. Not me. $62 million, George. Do you have any idea how wealthy I could be if I picked up a fraction of those pennies? And how's that working out for you? I must have at least 1,500 pennies. Do you have any idea how much 1,500 pennies are? Um, $15? Yeah, but do you have any idea how long it takes to find 1,500 pennies? No, I don't know, George said. What, 15 years? Make fun all you want, Randy said. I'm not cheap. I'm frugal. And I know there's a woman out there who will appreciate that. All right, well, let's get cracking on your profile. You did say this was a free site, didn't you? Yeah, it's free. Randy brought the laptop to the kitchen table. I started without you, he said. But I thought you could give me a few tips and help me clean it up a little bit. That's what I'm here for, bud. Okay, let's see what you've got so far. George moved the laptop in front of himself and began scrolling the site. Let's go right to the uh, tell us about yourself part of the profile. George read in silence. Are you kidding me? What? Randy said. George read out loud. I like cliff diving, flying with the Blue Angels, and brewing my own craft beers. Have you ever done any of those things? Well, I do like beer, Randy said. You can't lie on your profile. As soon as you pull out your can of pennies to pay for breakfast, they'll know you're full of crap. I'm deleting all this. Let's start over. George sat on the delete button and cleared the entire field. Okay, let's start from scratch. What do you like to do? Randy thought about it for a second. I like catching grasshoppers. What are you, a cat? Actually, I catch them for Hazel. She loves playing with them. Come on, man. What do you like to do? I like reading, he said enthusiastically. Let's try putting something down two people can do together. I like going to the movies. Okay, George said. Now we're talking. What kind of movies do you like? I like matinees. They're only three bucks. Let me rephrase the question. What genre do you like? I like documentaries about nature and the Apollo space missions. 
What would you call that? Erectile dysfunction. Look, are you serious about finding someone, or is this just a joke to you? I like having sex, Randy said. Again, not good for the profile. Look, I had pina coladas and long walks on the beach, and you told me not to put that. I'm reconsidering it, George said. Let's skip this part for now and move on to a description of what you look like. George slid the laptop to Randy. Have you filled that part out yet? Yeah. Randy searched through the site. Here we go. Do you want me to read it out loud? George nodded. I have psoriasis. I'm short, fat, and bald. You forgot to write looking for same. Are you out of your mind? The only one who will respond to that post is Winnie the Pooh. I am who I am, Randy said. Now you're quoting Popeye. Give me that. George took the computer from Randy and began typing. I am short of stature and stocky. Dude, there's no way to put lipstick on this. What are we going to do? We're going back to your original plan. What's that? We're going to lie. George and Randy spent the next two hours fabricating fantasies that women might like. They painted Randy as an athlete who injured his leg during the 84 Olympics, but who still finished the race. George compared Randy to Vin Diesel, Dwayne Johnson, and Bruce Willis. They went back to the cliff diving profile, but traded the Blue Angels for a research stint on the Calypso with Jacques Cousteau. Happy with themselves, George and Randy went out for a beer. They were patting each other on the back when Randy blurted out, I got a hit! Let me see! George grabbed the phone out of Randy's hand. Oh my god, she's gorgeous! It says here she's from Maryland and can ride a mechanical bull and hang on for the full ride. George smiled and winked at Randy. What? Randy said. I don't have a mechanical bull. George continued. She wants to meet you. Reply back and set up a meeting. What should I say? Never mind, I'll do it. George quickly typed. Can you meet me tomorrow at 9 a.m. at the Starbucks in the Porter Ranch Shopping Center? I'll be wearing a Dodgers cap. The reply didn't take long. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow at 9. I can't wait to meet you and hear all about your Olympic experience. I'm screwed, Randy said. She thinks I'm an Olympic athlete. Misdirection and deflection, my friend. Misdirect and deflect. What does that even mean? Randy asked. Tell her you hurt your leg while jumping over one of the hurdles, but that you still finish the race. Tell her it's painful to talk about, and then ask her what she likes to do. Got it, Randy said. Misdirect and deflect. Misdirect and deflect. Should I do that the entire time we're together? Uh, yeah. The Starbucks was busy. Tables were occupied with would-be writers, business people, and students preparing for their midterms. Randy wore his Dodgers cap, a thrift store Tommy Bahama shirt, and ivory-colored cargo shorts. He sat nervously thinking about the meeting and whether he should give his date a light hug or shake her hand. He debated whether he should order a coffee for himself or wait until she got there. He wondered if she would offer to buy her own coffee or if she would expect him to buy it for her. Starbucks coffee wasn't cheap. 
He looked around the coffee house. Much to his dismay, two other guys were wearing Dodger caps. A woman who matched the profile picture walked in. She was wearing skin-tight jeans and a Baltimore Ravens football jersey. God, she looked hot. Randy had never spoken to a woman this attractive in his life. She walked over to one of the guys wearing a Dodgers cap and spoke to him. Randy saw the guy gesture for her to sit down, but she refused the offer. They spoke for a few more minutes. The guy wrote something down on a napkin and handed it to her. She placed it in her hip pocket. The woman walked over to the second guy wearing a Dodgers cap and they spoke for a few minutes. She was laughing and it appeared they were hitting it off. Just his luck, Randy thought. Two good-looking guys in Dodgers caps. After a few more minutes, she made an apologetic gesture and walked away from his table. Two down and only me to go, he thought. The woman looked around the room and spotted Randy's Dodgers cap. He waved hello and sheepishly stood from his chair. The woman looked down at her phone, acted concerned, and walked out the front door. George came in briskly and sat with Randy. What the hell are you doing here? Randy asked. You didn't think I was going to miss this train wreck, did you? George laughed. Dude, she totally dissed you. Listen, you need to get right back on that mechanical bull and ride again. Don't worry about this chick. She was way too good looking for you anyway. Besides, you would have needed a million jars of pennies to keep her happy. George slapped him on the shoulder, laughed again, and walked out of the restaurant, leaving Randy alone with his thoughts. Dating site? A voice asked. Randy looked around the room. He thought the comment might have come from a woman at the table next to him. I'm sorry, did you say something? I couldn't help overhearing your friend. He's kind of a jerk. I was wondering if you were supposed to meet someone from a dating site. Yeah, Randy said. It was that pretty woman in the football jersey. Well, I saw her as soon as she walked in. She's stunning, the woman said. Apparently too stunning for me. Are you alone? Randy asked. I'm supposed to be on a blind date too. He was supposed to meet me here at 8 o'clock. I guess he either no-showed me or took one look at me and headed for the door. I completely understand. Excuse me? The woman said. I lied on my profile, Randy told her. You might say I exaggerated my good looks. My girlfriend convinced me to do the same thing, the woman said. I guess I don't really like the way I look, so I was okay with lying. May I? Randy indicated the empty seat. Please, the woman said. My name is Jessica. So Jessica, let me ask you, how would you describe me to your friends? Oh, let's not go there, she said. Oh, I really want to know. Okay, well, I would say you were five foot one, five foot two, Randy corrected her. 200 pounds, 198. Shaved head with broad shoulders. Oh, I like that, Randy said. That's what I should have written. Okay, now let me describe you. Oh, that's not necessary. I'd say your BMI index is a little high, but nothing Jenny Craig can't fix. You can stop now, she said. You have thin blonde hair that can use a volumizer. You're bow-legged, right? It's kind of hard to tell while you're sitting down. Stand up for me, will you? 
The woman slowly rose from her seat. Oh, you're not bowlegged, but you are pigeon-toed. That's got to make it hard to dance. So, how did I do? Well, if your goal is to never see me again, you did just fine. It's been a pleasure, but I have to go. I know you don't have to go, Randy said. Can I buy you a cup of coffee? I don't think this is going to work out. I should just go home. When I asked if I could buy you a, a cup of coffee, I, I meant I would pay for it. How gallant of you. She hesitated. Tell you what, let's split it. Really? You're willing to pay for your own coffee? I think it's best considering we don't know each other. You're right. We don't know each other. Randy proffered his hand. Jessica, my name is Randy. I like cliff diving and flying with the Blue Angels. Oh my goodness. I'm afraid your spirit for adventure might be a little out of my league. I live a boring life. I just like reading, watching documentaries, and she blushed. Well, the last thing wouldn't be appropriate to discuss in public. Is it sex? Randy asked, using his outdoor voice. Do you like having sex? The other patrons in the room looked at Jessica. She rose deliberately from her seat, straightened her skirt, and headed for the door. A am I supposed to follow you? Randy yelled. Only if you want to end up in handcuffs. Randy wasn't sure if handcuffs referred to a sex act. Not wanting to miss out, he went after her. His pursuit didn't last long. Randy stopped cold when he spotted a penny on the ground. He stooped to pick it up, examined the date, 1985. Nothing of significance, he thought, but money was money. He put the penny in his pocket and looked for Jessica, but she was long gone. He had been so preoccupied with picking up the penny, he failed to even get her license plate number. Randy called George from the car. My hormones are in overdrive. You have to help me clean up my profile. Can you come over again? What happened with the ugly chick? George asked. I noticed she was hitting on you. That went sideways. I think she wanted to have kinky sex, but I must have said something that turned her off. Besides, something came up and I wasn't able to follow her. Christine and I are going to a crafts fair in Santa Barbara today. Why, why don't I come over later tonight? Thanks, George. You're a good friend. Randy got home, went outside, and looked through his flower beds for some grasshoppers. Not finding any, he moved a long-standing umbrella base. A dozen crickets scattered when exposed to the sunlight. Randy crawled around on all fours and captured a few of them for Hazel. He watched a documentary on R. Kelly and dozed off on the couch. At 7.30, he heard the doorbell. He had forgotten George was coming over. Hey man, sorry I dozed off. That's okay, George said. I have something that'll wake you up. Let me get my laptop, Randy said. You won't need it. We're going out. Where are we going? We're going to find you a woman the old-fashioned way. We're going to a bar. The bars are expensive, Randy said. Yeah, well, consider it an investment. George drove them to a happening bar in Studio City, but a lot of the women were in their 20s. This might have been a bad idea, George said. I don't know of any bars for seniors. I know a place, Randy said. They drove to a hole-in-the-wall Mexican restaurant with a small bar area. They found a table for two, 
and came up with a plan. Okay, here's what we're going to do, George said. I'm ready for anything. We're going to get the hell out of here and work on your profile. Well, wait a second, what, what about that lady? Randy pointed to a shapely blonde at the bar. She's close to my age. Bad idea, amigo. Let me just try something. Randy walked up to the bar. The bartender was waiting on someone else, and he stood next to the woman. Buy me a drink, she asked. Why did you run out of money? You don't get a lot of action, do you, hun? What'll happen if I buy you a drink? Magic, the woman said. They spoke a few more minutes. Randy bought her a drink and excused himself. He walked back to where George was sitting. She says she'll drive me to her place, and then she'll drive me home. Dude, she won't be able to walk out of this place, much less drive. Look, I'm your wingman, and I'm telling you, this is a bad idea. What do you think is going to happen? Magic, Randy said. The only magic you're going to see is when we disappear out of this place. Come on, let's go. But I just paid $5 for her beer, Randy said. It's only 500 pennies. You'll recoup that in a couple of years. George shoved Randy into the car and drove him home. Randy spent a restless night. He had been single his entire life, and suddenly George had him craving a relationship. He tossed and turned and tried his best to get Jessica and the Baltimore Ravens girl and the woman at the bar out of his mind. He was a confirmed bachelor, and he needed to get back into that mindset. The next morning, Randy drove to the supermarket. It was Cinco de Mayo, and he invited George and Christina over for tacos and beer. He was in the produce section, mindlessly looking for onions and tomatoes and avocados. He bumped into a woman and excused himself. He put an onion back and caused three others to fall to the floor. The woman stooped over to help Randy pick them up when they bumped heads. I'm sorry, Randy said. It's been that kind of a week. I'm having my buddy and his girlfriend over for tacos and beer tonight. The onions are for the guacamole. I'm just having a salad tonight. My friends don't really celebrate Cinco de Mayo. My name's Randy. I hope you don't end up with a bump on your head. Oh, nothing a trip to the ER can't handle, she chuckled. Nice to bump into you, Randy. My name's Penny. Fate and irony joined forces to help Randy with his love life. If history is any indicator, Randy should have no problem hanging on to this, Penny. Oftentimes, life is more challenging than the stories we write. So stay positive, adopt an attitude of gratitude, and smile. Until we meet again, I'm your host, Rudy Uribe.